Phil. Are you listening? Damn. Welcome to Power and Strength Radio with Thomas Benz, the ethos of strength. Here we explore the dynamic between physical, spiritual, relational, and mental-emotional strength so that you can build your resiliency or your bounce so that you express the most powerful version of yourself. Hey everybody, it's Coach T, Thomas Benz, the ethos of strength. And this is actually going to be a little bit of an impromptu podcast episode. You know, I was kind of sitting around tonight and had a bunch of stuff on my mind and on my heart. And I thought, you know, this would be one of those times when it's kind of good to, you know, maybe share it on a broader scale. I even thought about maybe blogging about it or writing something about it, you know, doing something on Instagram. But I thought that this would would be a better medium because it gives me an opportunity to kind of flesh some things out with all of you in kind of our conversation format. So uh, I'm going to just share a little bit. So a little solo episode, kind of off the cuff, if you will, impromptu. Some things that were just on my heart that I was just thinking into and, and thinking about tonight after reading some things and seeing some things. And then even a conversation that I had earlier today with a good friend, uh, at the gym following one of my workouts. So one of the things that we we talk about here on Power and Strength Radio is how the interplay between the four pillars of strength come together and really uh, help us or, or define who we are as as a person. And my whole thought premise is, you know, that when we have an inability to fully and maximally display who we are physically, mentally, emotionally, relationally, and spiritually, how that maybe one area will have an effect on on some of the other areas. And and if you listen to my story a little bit, I kind of gave you some examples of where, you know, me being an N of one, I guess, I saw that kind of come through in my own life, but but I've also watched it just in in people around me, just kind of as an exercise and just watching people. So tonight, I'm going to kind of narrow in on relational strength, some spiritual strength, and we're also going to look at mental emotional strength. So um, this one is kind of titled The Three People in Your Life. And I know probably at the start of that, if you're just listening to that title, you go, I have more than three people in my life because heck, I got like a thousand friends on Facebook and Instagram. So I probably have more than three people in my life. But I'm going to talk about the three people that I believe really have some effect on us, sometimes knowingly and unknowingly. And I would love to say that, you know, this concept is something that I I came up with uh, all on my own. But, you know, as as life you know would have it most of us have very few original thoughts and and most of it is you know what people kind of say and it prompts some things in us and uh, the bible says that there's really nothing new under the sun so this idea is actually something that uh, i heard about uh, probably about 5 years ago and it was from a pastor by the name of td jakes uh, some of you may have heard of td jakes uh, i really enjoy listening to him. I, I think that he's got a, an amazing communication style. 
and he really has some interesting insights um, just as a person and, and in life and as well as as spiritually. So uh, a couple of the things that that he kind of talked about is the three people in your lives, confidants, constituents, and comrades. And what I would like to do is I would also like to not just look at the three people in our lives, you know, just kind of defining them that way. I would also like to look at it from the perspective of how we often view ourselves. So we're going to look at the three people in our lives from the perspective of how we see our identity versus our role. And I think that when we understand our identity versus our role, then we are actually able to interact in a more healthy manner with the people in our lives, even if they fall into one of those categories. Now, here, here's what I want to say from the start. I don't think that people who fall into any of those categories are bad. And we're going to identify them and kind of talk about them. I don't think that any of them are bad. I think what becomes detrimental sometimes is when we don't know who we are, when we are not resilient, when we don't have bounce, when we are simply looking for life preservers with flesh on them, so to speak, then I think sometimes we can engage in relationships in a very unhealthy way. So kind of identifying the three people. A confidant is a person that would be described as someone who is for you. Now, think about that for a moment. Someone who is for you. The confidant is the person who shows up And they are believing the best of you even when you are at your complete worst. They they are the ones who will, you know, I like to call them, they are your your ride or die. They're the people that say, you know what, whether you're good or bad, in or out, up or down, no matter what it is, I'm with you because I'm for you. You, you know, I was, uh, I think it was a couple of years ago now, me and my missus and guys, you guys are in for a super duper treat. She's going to be on the podcast next week. She and I uh, get the honor and privilege of sharing 20 years of marriage together. So I'm the best salesman in the whole entire world because I keep convincing her that she made a good deal. So we were riding together and uh, I just, you know, out of the blue, I said, hey, babe. Would you rob a bank with me? And she didn't even hesitate. She said, absolutely. She said, I would I would probably just want to clarify that that was the only choice that we had in the matter, but I would absolutely rob a bank with you. And, and no, your boy is not getting ready to rob a bank or anything like that. But it was just kind of funny because just without hesitation, she said, absolutely. She is a confidant, man. She She is for me no matter what. And she has proven it over 20 years of marriage and 23 years together. She has proven, hey, I am for 
you. And and what I want to say is, I think with the way our life is structured, having so much access to each other, you know, via social media and things of that nature, I think a lot of times we can misinterpret who's who in the zoo from this confidant perspective. I would say this, if you find three to five people like this in your lifetime, you are a rich person. Because I don't think that we get 20, 30, 40, 50 confidants in our life. I think if you find three to five in your life, man, you are, as T.D. Jakes would say, you are a blessed somebody. So confidants are people who are for you. The next people on the list are what we call constituents. Now, constituents are not for you in in the big sense. They are for what you are for. So they will align themselves with you because you have a mutual uh, kind of going forth. There's something that that appeals to both of you. They appreciate and, and recognize how you do it. So they will come alongside of you and they will be a part of your life, but it is moving uh, them forward as well. So, and, and I want you to hear my heart in this. It is not that these people are bad. I believe that God places people in our lives for the seasons that we will go through in our lives. So the constituent, and I don't want it to come across like they are something less than the confidant. They're not less, they're different. So they're not for you. And, and I don't mean that like they're out to get you or, or they're using you or something like that. I'm just saying that their alignment in your life is different. So they're not for you. They're for what you are for. And, and we're going to talk about why, why that is a really important distinction to make, especially when we get into looking at our identities and roles. And then the last group of people are what we call comrades. Now, comrades are really different. So comrades are in the big sense, maybe not for you. Again, not bad, just different. Comrades are not for you, and they are not for what you are for. So they may not exist in your life on a regular basis, but they hang on the periphery. But when they show up, it's because they are against what you are against. So comrades will come into your life and join forces with you, they will bring their resources, they will bring their talents to fight something bigger. It's important that we understand who's who because if we're not careful, we can give our hearts to people that should not have our hearts. So hear that. 
when we are not clear about who we are, and we're going to talk now about identity and role, but when we're not clear about who we are, the way people will move and align and function in our lives, we can say, hey, this is a confidant to find out that they're a constituent. And then when something else comes along that maybe they align with better and they move away from our lives, then we're left kind of with a big hole because we've given of ourselves to people that we should have partnered with on some level, but they were never meant to have our hearts. So identity and role. And this one, you know, if you if you listen to my story, uh, episode two of the podcast, if you listened into my story, I shared an, an incident that uh, happened between me and a stepdad. It was It was kind of explosive and volatile and, you know, I was a 14 year old kid and some things happened. And after the event, me and my mom had an exchange and and my mom made some decisions that were, I think my, my mom and in all honesty, she, she was, she was doing the best she could with what she had and she made some decisions. And as a 14 year old boy, I left that incident feeling like I'm useful, but I don't have any value. And, and let me tell you, that's, that is a hard, hard way to live because really when, when you, when you look at your life and you go, Hey, I I serve a purpose, but I'm not valuable then everything that you do in your life gets kind of twisted and tainted because all you want is for somebody to value you, you know? So I think it's really important that we start to truly understand our identities versus our roles. So identity, and here's how I'm fleshing it out. And, and I understand that all of you may be listening in and, and you may have some some different belief structures, some some different faith uh, orientations, and and that's okay. What I'm gonna say is this, and then I'm I'm gonna trust that you will sort it out in a way that lands right for you. Your identity is fixed. Who you are. That's how we describe identity. Who you are intrinsically is fixed. I believe it is so unique and special because I believe who you are at the core of your being, your innermost being, is you are a loved child of God. That's who you are. So if we just stop right there and you and you tune out everything I, I say after that, that one right there is worth the 16 or 17 minutes that you've already listened in. You are a loved child of God. That never changes. Despite what you think about yourself, despite what other people have attempted to lay on you, despite your successes or your failures, who you are 
is fixed. It is it is completely settled. You know, I have I have four amazing daughters, and over the course of their life, they have done some things that have driven me absolutely up the wall. And sometimes I want to boot them right off the planet. But at the end of the day, no matter how good or how bad I think they are or what they've done, the the reality is this. Their identity with me is fixed. They are my babies and I love them completely and un- unconditionally. So we have to we have to know that as a starting point. Your role is what you do. Your role may change. The difficulty and and I I'll, I'll speak to some of my brothers out there, some of the men, it's tough for us because so often for men especially, we identify who we are with what we do. And when that changes, then we lose our sense of identity. So, you know, I was a policeman uh, for a lot of years and and I remember having a conversation with a friend who, who had actually retired uh, before me and he had also retired from the military. And he said, you know, it was hard leaving both of those professions because I identified who I was with what I did so much that when I walked away from those two things, I really didn't have a sense anymore of who I was. And I believe that there are many of us and we we have been the victims of theft, identity theft. The world, other people intentionally or ignorantly have put on us uh, an identity that wasn't ours or did something that actually took our identity away from us. Your role, what you do, may change, but it never impacts who you are. So if you're in prison and you can hear this podcast, it doesn't matter. You're still a love child of God. If you're out of prison and you're thinking, there's no way, It doesn't matter. You're a loved child of God. If you've done something that only you and God know about and you're going, but I'm a horrible, horrible person. It doesn't matter. You're still a loved child of God because what you do is not who you are. That's not the final rendering of who you are. Now, why is why is that understanding important as we look at the three people in our lives. And what I have found, you know, in experience myself and and even in, in talking with other people, when we don't clearly know who we are, when when my identity is not fixed and when when I don't function from a place of I am already enough, I am already loved, then what happens because especially with constituents and confidants, they can look the same, especially for a while. They will look the same. You know, when when someone is for what you're for, you guys are moving in the same direction. It feels 
like a confidant. And then what happens, especially when you're looking for validation outside of yourself for who you are, when you're looking at someone else to tell you who you are, and then all of a sudden that person moves on because things change, maybe what they thought you were for, you are no longer for. Maybe they just haven't aligned themselves with anybody else. But what you were for, maybe you're not for that anymore. And they were like, well, that's the reason I was with you in the first place. Because you were for what I was for. And then they're gone. And when you don't have a sense of identity, that will rip you apart. Because what you do sometimes what we do what i've done is i've offloaded pieces of my heart to those people because i didn't know who i was and the fact that they were willing to move forward with me made me feel like i was valuable and then when they were gone i felt worthless again and i'm sure that somebody out there can relate so the, the confidant will look at you no matter, in, no matter what state you're in. And the confidant says, okay, this is a mess. But hey, let me roll up my sleeves. Let me put on my boots. I'll grab a shovel and I'll get in with you. That's a confidant. And, and like I said, we don't, most of us, we don't get that many of them in our lives. And, you know, if, if you have a spouse if you have a best friend and they have been there, they've seen you at your utter worst and, and they're still calling forth the best in you. That's a confidant. And we don't get many of those. Constituents, we may have lots of constituents in our lives. But if you're not careful because I'm doing something that aligns with the beliefs and goals of someone else and we're moving forward together and I think man this relationship is amazing and then I find out that oh you're not for me but I've given you my heart it can rip you apart I was talking to a friend today at the gym and uh, just an amazing lady and we were having a conversation and I was just sharing some of, of my heart with her. And she looked at me and, and I was sharing with her, you know, some of the thought process that that 14 year old boy had about being useful, but of no value. And she said, you know, you, you've always spoken our value of to us, you know, uh, in our body. She is somebody that worships uh, at the same place that I worship at. And she said, you've always spoken value to us and, and over us. And she said, that same identity that you tell us that we have, that is your identity as well. You're loved and you're a child of God. And, and no matter what else is happening, that's the firm foundation that you can rest on. So I'm sitting around tonight and I thought, you know, I just felt that somebody needed to hear you are loved, 
no matter what. Your identity, who you are, you can, you know, put put a lock on your identity. Nobody can ever take that away from you. Your identity is fixed. It can never be moved. You're loved. And from that position, now you can start to engage in relationships around you in a healthier, stronger, more positive way. And you can appreciate the people that show up in your life for seasons. Because I believe that there are people that are supposed to be with you forever. And then there are people that are supposed to be with you for seasons. You know, one of my favorite quotes is, everybody who shows up at the mountain with you won't go up the mountain with you. And when you know who you are, that's okay. And you thank people for their time, the positive that they've brought to your life, the resources that they've shared into your life. You can appreciate that. So even if they come alongside of you because you needed their help to tackle something bigger and then they were gone. When you know who you are, that's okay. Somebody comes into your life and they roll with you because they believe in what you're doing because it also is what they believe in and they're moving forward with you. And then one day, because things change, they go in a different direction. That's okay because you know who you are. And I think once we understand who we are, we can look at the people in our lives and we can say, hey, I got a confidant there. I got a comrade over there. And I got a constituent over there. And that's okay because everybody is where they're supposed to be for the season that we're all in in life. So I really hope this blesses you. It, it has blessed me to share it with you. I hope that you find some build your bounce resiliency and strengthen it. I hope that you can take this in a positive way and really look at the relationships of your life. And if there's pressure that you have been putting on people because you didn't know who you were and they were validating who you were because you weren't fixed in who you were, you can go, you know what? I can release them from that task. I can release them from that burden. And I can become fully who I'm supposed to be and allow everybody else to be who they're supposed to be because I truly know who I am. Then this was time well spent. So Thank you for allowing me to share some of my heart with you. And again, I hope that it builds some strength and that you can become fully everything that you were meant to be. I'm looking forward to sharing my awesome queen and bride with you guys soon. Uh, we're going to talk about you know, 20 years of marriage and some things. So it should be fun because she's absolutely amazing. I get to benefit from all of her wisdom and uh, I want to share her with all of you guys. So we look forward to the episode when we get to share with you. But until then, thank you. And as always, 
in strength and love. Are you listening? Damn.